episode of Block Talk, presented by Theater of the Now. I'm your host, as always, Michael Block. Now's the time to help us out, and there are so many ways you can. Subscribe, leave us a review, share your favorite episode, or become a sponsor, or do all the above. And as always, follow me on Instagram at MichaelBlockTalk on Twitter, and visit TheaterOfTheNow.com for latest news, reviews, and interviews. Quarantine may have shaken our players, but we are the survivors. In panel form, we're going to look back at our favorite moments of Survivor 40 Winners at War. And joining me on this adventure, Twinkie Boots, Heidi Hi. and Hi. Amy Fisher. How are you? Hello. Oh, you know, we're surviving. Barely. I'm thriving. Barely. I made it to the reunion set. So did Barely. I. Uh, we're, we have the same um, back, Zoom background. I'm at Ponderosa. Um, sorry. <laughs> No, this was uh, Jeff's uh, background that he used, that yeah. the uh, company sent I love him. how he's like, yeah, they, I, I set this up in my... I'm like, no, you didn't. You, you sat in your living room while somebody else set that shit up. Exactly. Oh, fully. But yeah, we're, so we're recording this on Zoom. Um, for those listening at home, I'm hoping this all works out perfectly and you, everyone sounds okay, but well, we're going to try it out. We're rem- remote podcasting at this point. A lot of people are doing it, so hopefully it'll work. Yeah. Yeah. So Go we're a week... This is the eight o'clock time slot. This is a week after the finale. How like, is everyone am I feeling? I'm I'm uh, feeling like depressed because I don't have it to go back to now. Yeah, well, because originally what was supposed to happen is the Amazing Race was going to take this time slot, so we were supposed to have something, but that's not happening. Right. Right now, my only well, Wednesdays used to be obviously my exciting day because it was Survivor, but. Mm-hmm. Now, I guess I look forward to the challenge. MTV okay. is the challenge because, you know, still that, that full-on guilty pleasure of watching that show. And there's a the Survivor on this that season. Is. I was about to there ask, is. my brother is watching that. And he's, he was like, oh my gosh, this kid from Survivor, Jay, is on it. And I'm like, yeah! half, of the cast, half the cast is like Survivor, Big, brother, Big brother, and Amazing Race people. That's yeah. cool. I haven't watched this season at all. I'm going to get into it. I mean, I have the time to do it now, so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. might as well. I have a it's friend. It's only like seven episodes in anyway. Yeah. Currently right now on the West Coast who has, was, has never watched Survivor, but was is like a big podcast person and Parvati was going to be a guest. And she was like, I'm thinking of going back and maybe starting Survivor for the first time ever. And I was like, yes, please text me every time you think of something that you want to say. Um, and in the past week, she's watched Cook Islands, Fans vs. Favorites, the first one, um, China and Pearl Islands, and is on and is now starting back at one. Yeah, so I'm, I'm um, Parvati. Thing. Yeah, Parvati was just on Las Culturistas. That was it, Las Culturistas. Mm. This was a really um, sad season for those old schoolers, though. Like, it just got demolished in every way. Well, and also I think that the fans are a little pissed about it too because like that's why a lot of us were so hyped we wanted oh, to fully old schools right the game again and i mean half of them shot themselves in their foot it's true yeah a lot of them didn't change the the gameplay that they went with they they were like it worked for me one time so i'm just gonna do the same thing and everyone noticed that that's how they were doing it and just and they were all afraid of each other and not Afraid enough of Ben, Nick, Michelle, 
Right. And somebody else I could think of that, that went farther than I expected, Adam. Well, right. I, before we like dive into the specifics of the season, I have a bunch of stats that I pulled that is courtesy of Inside Survivor that I wanted to share. And if, there, if there's anything you want to like discuss from it, let's talk about it. Great. Sandra has only one seasons that she competed in with Rupert. Huh? Crazy, right? Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. This is the first time in five seasons where the winner did not come from Boston Rob's starting tribe. So in Marquesas, Vesepia and Rob were on Mar- Mariamu. All-Stars, Amber and Rob were on Shapira. Heroes and Villains, Sandra and Rob were on Villains. Redemption Island, Rob was the winner. Winners at War, uh, Tony was on Decal. Rob was on Sele. Came from Amber's tribe. Woo-hoo! Yeah. This was the only season Rob was on the jury. Oh. So he's had the full experience where he's experienced wow. it all. Fabio is the only winner from the 20s seasons who has never been voted out. <laughs> Sandra yeah. is voted out in Game Changers and Winners at War. Rob Marquesas here is Villains, Winners at War. Sophie, Winners at War. Kim, Winners at War. Denise, Winners at War. Cochran in South Pacific. Tyson, Token Jeans, Win- Heroes and Villains, Winners at War. Tony in Game Changers, Natalie in Winners at War. Yeah. It's a very strange stat. The most recent three female winners were all in the final four. Oh. Mm-hmm. Every player to win the re-entry challenge during an Edge of Extinction season was voted out pre-merge. The oldest woman of the season, Denise, and the oldest man of the season, Tony, made it to the finale. Wow. wow. That's cool. Only men have won the final four fire-making challenge. So that's Ben, that. Wendell, Mike, Chris, Dean, and Tony. Oh, Mike God. and Dean are Take the away. Only, I know, right? Mike and Dean are the only players not to go on and win the season. Sarah joins Lex Vandenberg and Cass McClellan as the first and last jurors in two seasons. Who's this? Um, Sarah. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. They're either the first, first or list. last. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Sarah and Jeremy have voted for the same person to win twice. So Natalie and Tony. Mm-hmm. Parvati has voted for the runner-up in both seasons she was on the jury. Hmm. Parvati and Ethan are the only players this season to vote someone out and also vote for them to win. (laughs) That's cool. Michelle is the only winner this season who has never been voted out a survivor. She's also the only returning contestant, period, to have never been voted out. Yep. Michelle and Natalie... It's crazy. Michelle and Natalie are the fourth and fifth players to make it to the end of their first and second seasons after Sandra, Russell, and Amanda. Okay. The name Natalie has tied the record for the most final Tribal Council appearances with four. So that's Natalie Anderson times two, Natalie Tannarelli, and Natalie White. Natalie is the first woman since Chrissy Hoffbeck in Heroes vs. Healers vs. Hustlers to receive a jury vote. Oh my god! Wait, first one that <laughs> really since, since that season because the women five yeah just haven't gotten votes. Wow, that, I th- that's crazy. Well, Nora. I, I really want to look back into that because that it just sounds a little odd. But Tony is the fourth highest earning American game show contestant behind three Jeopardy players, and they all appeared on television on the same night. Because it was the three people in the... Um, oh, tri- right. Because they, they um, re-aired champions. that same champion yeah. thing. So oh, they wow. all were on TV on one night together. That's a cool statistic. Kagiyan has produced three winners 
and three runners up. So Tony times two and Sarah, and then Wu, Spencer, and Tasha. This season has the most confessionals of any Survivor season with 565, and Tony had the most with 74. Wow. Those are the statistics that I found. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. I like the, the talking heads one with the confessionals. That's cool. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of talking this season. Yeah. And the f- number two, I believe, is Borneo. When they're huh. still exploring how to make this. Yeah. Right. Well, there, they, there wasn't as much to do. Like, what? They found a, a mud puddle and played around in it. And right. Richard caught fish like and got naked don't forget about that that of course it was jenna's birthday Mm -hmm. that happened (laughs) so let's talk about the big 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 picture um obviously the biggest moment of the finale and of the season tony wins the season by a vote of 12 to 4 to 0 who the fuck thought tony vlacos was going to win survivor again i mean i didn't think so but i could have seen it it's because I was so not happy. <laughs> I'm not happy either, Twinkie. I'm not happy, Chad. I, yeah, it was not my favorite. And I, I openly admit that. I had Tony as one of the very early people getting eliminated. Mm-hmm. Me too. Um, mainly because every time he has played, he has rubbed me the wrong way yeah. in the way that he tries to play and manipulate people. And I, I had my final three being all women, but two out of three ain't bad. Well, I mean, let's (laughs) let's talk about that that point of, what is it, six male winners in a row. The fire-making challenge, only males have basically won. Is it time to get rid of it, or is this just a gender bias? It is time to get rid of it because I think that the editors did a good job in setting up all of those people to have a legitimate set in the final three. And I just think that if, if Sarah had been not gone out because of fire, those three women would have voted Tony out and it would have been three women. It would have changed what a lot of the public says about the show. And right. it wouldn't just have been her speech and Jeff talking about, yeah, that was a really good speech. I mean, if you, if you go back, words. yeah, if you go back in time, there are a couple winners who would not have won their season if the fire making challenge was not there. Ben would not have been in the finals. Yeah, no, for sure. So Ben I mean, wouldn't have. Chris Underwood wouldn't have. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I mean, a that's a, that's a very different topic because that's still edge of extinction. But I, 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 it's crazy. But there was that a slight chance Sarah was going to win that fire making. She was. Oh, so close. I was so mad at that editing. I was like, do not give us hope for her and then watch it dwindle down like it's going to end up doing. Yes. I mean, she did an incredible job. And I'm really curious what the conversation would have been had she won. Yeah. Would there be a reason to keep the fire making challenge? Yes. (laughs) Well, I feel like last season, had they not voted Janet out the week before the fire making challenge, she would have made the final doing the fire making because she was there. She did make the fire for them. Yeah. So no one would have beat her. That's why they had to get rid of her. I mean, it's almost like when you disqualify a contestant, you should have the one who was just voted out coming back. It's kind of like drag race. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I full-on expected a cutaway in that episode. 
Yeah. Not that we're not that we're speaking about that <laughs> during the Survivor recap, but I fully anticipated a, a disqualification cutaway and making an announcement for the other four. But yeah. whatever. Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's really crazy just in in the topic because it is still technically Survivor. How one person's disqualification can affect an entire season mm-hmm. and what happens to one person. And Janet is such a formidable player on that season. And right. I, I hate season 39 and it sucks because there's a lot of great players that did, that did get to come out and they're all a little tainted. And just because of that experience, because right. it's not just one person, it's like, why did it take so long to get to this point? Why did a full production allow so many other people to be affected by it before it got to a point? it does taint everything around it like a cancer. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like there are so many of the people who competed on that season that I would love to come and get a redemption season, like Lauren or yes. like uh, Janet or Kelly. I thought all of them were such you strong know. women and strong people that competed very, like they were making very strong moves throughout the entire game and were squashed by a disqualification that stayed in the game. Yeah. Well, I mean, disqualifications is something new for that show, but like evacuations aren't. Uh, Michelle's, right. Michelle won her season, I think, largely because of that uh, somebody having to be evacuated. I don't even remember his name, uh, but it was, Joe. yeah, Joe, Aubrey's buddy. Like, mm-hmm. I think that the, the game has always been affected in that way, but it wasn't tainted the same way. You know, somebody leaves right. a, a sick loved one or something happening back home, you can completely understand, but the whole mess around what happened in 39 is not as understandable. Right. Well, speaking of twists, the other big twist that affected the outcome of the season, really, was Edge of Extinction. Mm-hmm. But mostly... And- mostly fire tokens too um but let's let's talk about edge of extinction for a hot second going into the finale what what, did you did you think it was possible that whoever made it back would make it as far as they did the only person i thought who had a chance was natalie yeah i could because of all of the things that she had accrued Mm -hmm. agreed they sort of designed it like the strongest person was the only person who could come back and so they just injected the super survivor like late in the game. Yes. Without nearly as much of the outwit, in my opinion. Yeah. Needed. So like the episode oh, before the finale. No outwit. No, not at all. <laughs> no, but the episode before the finale, you had that moment where you saw Natalie and Tyson with the idol. So I was fully convinced we had that moment because Tyson was coming back. But it was Natalie. <laughs> I, I wanted it to be a woman. I just needed a woman to come back. It hurt me to watch these powerful women get axed in this game and thank goodness when it came down to the final four there were three amazing women in that final four right but the reality of her coming back was very much due to fire tokens yes because it took all of her advantages to help her out or she probably would have maybe been in last because she was doing so poorly but she also had to be you know how mentally exhausted she was from the edge oh, fully. That comes into it. But if it was like Reem, she would not have been able to acquire all of those tokens throughout that time. So it does take a bit of out 
outlasting and outplaying and being strong on the edge to be able to get that advantage, right? Like, yeah, well, opportunity, but if it were somebody else, you know, Amber didn't have that many tokens. And no, and she'd been there forever. Yeah, right. Because <laughs> there, when you're competing against Natalie and all those challenges, there's no way she was going to win those. No. But let's talk about fire tokens a little bit. Obviously, the longer you stay, the more chances you had to accumulate these fire tokens. And we did learn that Nick had zero opportunities to get a fire token, which means he was zest out of luck in that challenge. Yeah. Yeah. How do we feel about fire tokens in general, and do we want to see them back? Um, one, I one felt that it was a... Oh, go for it. What might be like a benefit to the game is that people have to calculate in their early votes if they want to send a physical threat to get those opportunities early on. And so it's nice how that people could play their end game much earlier on and use that for their resume. Mm -hmm. I think it also, um, if the fire tokens were to come back for another season, there's not always necessarily going to be like a battle back edge of extinction type situation in every season. Right. So the fire tokens might actually be more like, I'm willing these to you because I am no longer in the game. At all. But they could be helping. But I thought what was strange this season was it felt like a really long time into the game before people who were still on the island and still playing in the game could earn more of them. Sure. It felt like the only ones that were able to actually earn them were on the edge of extinction. So it felt weird that they gave them this list of all of these things they could buy to help each other out and then not give them opportunities to earn the money to pay for them. Right. Right. They're expecting these eight people working together to just go in on a tarp that cost eight fire tokens or however many it was going to be. And they weren't going to do that because they didn't know what was coming down the road. And their winners so were going to sacrifice the opportunity for uh, an advantage or, an right, exactly. or an extra vote or something like that to, to sleep better. No, right. They've been exactly. there they've been before. They'll do it again. I yeah, think that the good part about the fire tokens uh, was they they reignited the edge for me. They changed the edge, and it wasn't mm -hmm. the same because people had to earn something while they were out there. You weren't just watching people lay and lose their mind. Like they actually had to do challenges. And I also right. think it changed the way advantages went into the game because it wasn't just a producer putting a hidden idol somewhere close enough someone could see it. It was these other players who have been voted out, who have a perception of what might be happening, decided who they wanted to uh, sell them to, if you will. And I think that that added an aspect of gameplay that, that wouldn't have existed. And I think it helped kind of interconnect everything so that Natalie, when she did come back, did have a resume of right. what I actually did. I affected this game every single day. It's true. It, it did actually, it did definitely add a different kind of social aspect to the game, which I guess does fall into that outwit, outlast, outplay mentality. But it was, I don't know if I really am fully behind it or not, just because it felt like it needed to be flushed out more. I, I, I think it was a fun one season twist. It was. I don't need it back for sure. It, they needed it for these people, but I don't yeah. know how strangers or newbies. Right, because there there was something fun to watch Tony try to accumulate these um, extra fire tokens from people who were allies and who weren't allies. Yeah, I think that was a really important part of the social game for him. 
I don't know if that's going to have the same weight if you if these are all strangers. And for us watching strangers interact, because we're still trying to see how they interact with each other. Right. I'm actually curious to know why Tony didn't talk about that, about how he, yeah, yeah, well, him having to like scramble in like an hour or two before the challenge, trying to get all of these fire tokens from people and being able to manipulate people in order to give them to him. It was pouring. I'll give him a pass on that one. (laughs) That final challenge was horrible. Was it not raining in PG? He deserved that win. It was, you know, and and that's what I will say about anyone who wins. They kind of covered that too, you know, with Michelle's huge edit. Michelle had such an amazing edit this season. Um, But Rob was just saying, if you win, you win. And I I think I'm just as satisfied because it hurts me when I see straight white men get things. And Vanadu said that to me the other day, and that's what clicked. I'm like, you're right. It just, it, ah, you know, they get everything. (laughs) Why can't one of our girls get something? Right. I mean, we had a really, really strong season of female players this year. Um, but I feel like part of a downfall was the outside relationships and how they played a part in the season. Um, because this whole Michelle Wendell thing was very fascinating to watch. Um, and then the, the poker alliance, like it really screwed with certain players. Yeah. And it did not, ben- yeah. it benefited the men more than it did the women because yeah, that Kimber poker Kim alliance screwed Kim. Yes. Yeah. Kim had no game the whole time. So I want to, I want to talk about what the outside alliances played a factor in you watching the game and how it felt that the producers finally acknowledged that these outside alliances do exist and we should okay. put them in the game if they are going to affect how things play. Honestly, I don't think the Poker Alliance really existed until they were accused of it and felt that that was their back against the wall and they needed to work together. Yes, I agree. I don't think they actually, because the way the tribes were divided, they didn't have, have a footing, I don't think. No. You know? It was like two on one and three on the other and there was no way of that being able to help. And I'm glad that they talked about it. I think that it should be talked about. I think they talked about it too much. Right. I don't think it was as important. I was like, come on, what? I feel like they would have gotten a better description of people's outside relationships had they just sat Sandra in front of a camera and said, this is who knows who. This is how long they've known each other. This is who is working together and who isn't because that would have cleared everything up as a viewer. And I listened to, to Right. I was like, Sandra, everybody would have listened to if they would have just, but if they had made Amber say it, nobody would have given a shit. Yeah. Or Ben. Oh God, Ben wouldn't have had a clue. Uh, yeah, just, I, why is he talking about this? <laughs> it was really interesting, especially with Wendell and Michelle, just to see even like how that all like ended up. He didn't even vote for her. Nope. They were just kicking it, I guess. It didn't mean anything to him. He didn't think she played the good enough game. No one did. It's ridiculous. I couldn't believe that she didn't get at least one vote. I know. So right before the um, right before the vote, I was texting with my parents because they are also huge fans. And I was like, this is who I think is getting whose vote. And I was like, if it goes the way I think, there may actually be a tie with Natalie and Tony. And 
my parents, my mom was like, oh God, please, because Michelle will vote Natalie. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I, I wish. I'm frustrated though if Natalie had won the season, I'm not going to lie. Well, it would right. have proven that Edge of Extinction is the worst twist in Survivor history and never put it back. Yeah, right, because it just automatically declares the winner if you come back. And, I mean, Chris Underwood also destroyed um, the fire-making challenge in a way where he basically, like, if you were from Edge of Extinction, you have to do that fire-making challenge. Yeah, right. Exactly. Like, do you all agree with Rob that if Natalie had taken on the challenge that she would have won the season? Um. She would have had more votes. Had yeah, I think she would have had a better chance. Maybe Robin Amber would have voted for her. You know, right? But like, I think that Sarah had a really, really good chance of taking that season if she had won that challenge. I do think totally. it was important that they noted that before Natalie came back into the game, it, she had apparently ostracized some yes. of the other people who were there, yes. and so she had kind of burned a couple of bridges that she had started to form relationships with. And because I fully anticipated that Danny, Amber, Ethan, the people yep. who had been on the island for a really long time with Natalie were all going to vote for her. But she just decided to like get tight with Tyson and Parv and. Yeah. And, and then just kind of strategize. Peace out. Yeah. It, I think, I bet if you were on the edge, it was clear who thought they were going to be going back in and who was just hanging out on the edge. Because I bet that mm -hmm. whoever thought, like Tyson and Natalie and Parv and Ethan, maybe even, were going off a little bit and uh, trying to trying to figure out what they were doing while they were eating peanut butter together, you know? Right. I want to talk... peanut butter. <laughs> <laughs> I want to talk about our favorite moments of the season. Um, I'll give you all like a second to think about your favorites. Um, so let's start with one of my favorites, which was the Queen Slayer when Denise mm. essentially voted out Sandra. Yeah. Um, how the fuck did Sandra let that happen? It's, <laughs> it comes into play as one of those uh, survivor mistakes. Now people are going to associate Sandra as one of the greatest, but also like loop her in with JT because she made a move that ended up hurting her so much. But I don't think it was stupid. I think it was very, very smart. It's just that Denise had a bigger hand to play, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Den Denise allowed her morals to not be affected. Yeah, she was like, eh. Um, but I, I wish Denise had more clout to have with that move because she just didn't do anything else the rest of the game. Well, I think she number. Did. I think that she Oh, I totally think she had a great game. That she was like, okay, I did what I needed to do. Now, like, please don't vote me out. <laughs> I think she really backpedaled a little bit after she made that move because at that feast, like, they're a fucking toast into the Queen Slayer. She's gargling down wine like she's in Game of Thrones. Uh, everybody was wanted to vote her out at that moment. I feel like had at the final six had Tony and Ben obviously not had their idols, Denise would have stood the best chance of those four to win. Mm -hmm. Based on the resume that she had built to that point with her immunity wins, with taking out Sandra, that with that solo vote taking out the biggest competition in the game, um, as far as like who's already won before, it just, I feel like had they been able to take out one of the guys, Denise probably would have won the game. She definitely would have had a way bigger chance. I could see that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Who wants to share their favorite moment? 
I'll, I'll go ahead and it might not be the most popular, but when, when a player can establish a brand and then follow up on it and it actually works for them, that's kind of exciting. Like uh, when Tony built his nest because he's known for building these things and it just didn't work with the bunker. So seeing it actually work multiple times was kind of exciting because it was ridiculous and silly and childish, but it paid off. And when he was talking about it uh, on the jury, they're cracking up. They loved and adored <laughs> him. And they didn't even get to spend all, they spent all that time with Natalie, who's a jokester too, but him talking about shaking up there in his spy tree. Spy right. Tree, they loved it. They absolutely loved it. It was really fun to watch because I wish Sarah would just look up there as she's having conversations just to get get to know if they're on the same page because like there were moments where i was like wait is tony gonna misread this and think sarah's betraying him like i wish they would have had a connection but they clearly knew what they were doing but it would have been perfect for the comedy of the edit just to have like another the office moment with like (laughs) look into that camera okay Um, so for me yeah oh go ahead um so my this is like the most random and petty thing, but my favorite thing of the entire season was right before the final battle back when everyone is going about um, edge of extinction and they keep flashing up how many fire tokens each person has. And then they get to Natalie and it says 14. I laughed so hard because everyone else is like one, zero, two. And she's 14. And I'm just like, because, you know, what else did she have to do for 30 days except right. acquire fire tokens? So she, by the end of it, what did she have, like, 18? Because she used four at the first one, right? At least. At the first battle back? Because she bought that immunity idol and right. an advantage. Or did she not I think buy that's all she could. She bought an advantage, but I think she, I think then they could only buy one advantage and an idol. And yeah. she bought both. But she may have had an extra token at that time, but that means she had at least 18. Throughout the whole game, it's amazing, insane. I mean, it was a very strong performance from a different style of survivor. Yeah. And then she was wearing her idol like jewelry at the well, which I, I didn't. I thought that was the, one of the biggest blunders of the season. Oh yeah, mm. underneath her buff. Yeah. yeah. Not the smartest move because she like basically showed where all the cards were like she she showed her hand it was not smart she was a good player for finding that other one when she got back to camp though she played one yeah found another one and she had and she didn't even need it that time which was crazy uh which was also a beautiful moment i don't like ben but he really redeemed himself by by telling sarah to vote him out i cried i thought it was really cool right but it's like i can't believe i'm crying at something ben's doing right now may not have been actually the smartest move for him well, I don't know. I think he, I really or think. Or for he, Sarah, really. It, 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 obviously, neither of them won, so it wasn't, but they should have voted yeah. I oh. think Ben realized that even if he won the fire making challenge, he wouldn't win the game. There was nothing on his resume mm-hmm. of any kind of like substance that the jury would vote for him. Yeah. So he knew going in that the only people from his alliance that had any kind of clout were Sarah and Tony and they needed to get further because they had actually a chance of winning. And, and I can see somebody 
like Ben, who has such a family mentality, he's from the military, it's very team building to think like, well, if one of us gets it, we all get it. I think that way sometimes, right. you know? Um, and I, okay, so for my favorite moment, I would say I did, I do love Michelle's comeback at the end. I really rooted for her hard after we lost Parvati. But my real favorite moment of the season is Adam trying to play the oh. immunity idol. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted it to be real. I wanted it to be real. I wanted it to be real. So badly I wanted it to be real. I was like, that's Not that amazing. I'm a huge fan of Adam, but I no. wanted it to be real because it would have put people on edge for every tribal council coming forward. And the way Jeff said it was like, are you sure you don't want to do it? And then laid it out the first time ever that there would be a hidden thing that you found out and you were going to play it. Well, I mean, he is a student of the game. He doesn't just watch the U.S. version. He watches all of them. Oh. And in the South African version, there was um, a tribal council where there was a hidden immunity idol underneath the little stool that the host sat in. Oh, and wow. that was a very big part of it. Did and there was a... Did it? Uh, well, I mean, she played it, yeah. Um, and it, it was a big key point. But there was a preseason interview Jeff did with, I think, ET Canada, where he toured um, the set. And he did kind of allude when they were in the voting booth to, like, always look around. You never know what's going to be around. And I kept my eye on that voting booth the entire season. I swear, after, like, looking at it, there was, like, a little um, – uh, there, there was something in there that I thought was uh, um, idol. an idol, but it wasn't. I was hoping. And I think, you know what? They put it into existence. It's gonna happen at some it's point. It's gonna happen, now. right? Now it's. I've happen. always, I always kind of wondered because they're the the pen that they write with was very different and distinctive, and it always is. It was a knife. Each, it was a knife, but I was waiting for there to be a piece of it that would break off, and then they'd be like, "This is a hidden immunity idol." I because everyone was struggling with that thing. The whole and just like everyone thought fire <laughs> tokens were in the eyes of the yeah. um, the idol. Yes, the tribal immunity idol. I would have fucking taken those eyes out the very first time we won tribal immunity. And then if somebody noticed, I would have been like, oh, that's so weird. Wasn't Sandra holding that idol? <laughs> I mean, we, we could have an entire podcast on the evolution of... Uh, of advantages and where they're hidden and how they're played. Like, I mean, it was revolutionary when they started putting them in the challenges and how cool that was, or when it was under Whitworth. Yeah. Or it was under That's still one of my favorite moments. And I think it's time to evolve it a little bit. I mean, it took a player to out it, but I'll take it. I'll, I'll, I'll watch them have a, a fight on set. Yeah. Adam's also a mega game player in his mind. So like, I think that he, (laughs) Some thank you for the shit in the subtle shade. Um, I think that he did finally contribute something really big to the game. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. In an unintentional way. Now they're going to do what he wanted to save himself yeah. for someone else in a future season. I don't know if they'll, I was like, it probably won't be like the next season or maybe even the one after that, but no, like season 43 could possibly mm-hmm. like something. The Adam like Klein idol. Yeah. Better than the Tyler Perry idol. Yeah. It could be like a legacy advantage or something, you know, like just to reference him. Yes. Right. So who were some of your favorite players of the season? Sophie, hands down. Okay. I was not a big fan of hers prior to this season. I didn't even remember her season, to be honest. I had to go back. And I had to go back and watch it and just to see the evolution of her. And I thought she played such a strong game. 
up until getting blindsided. Yes. Yeah. I was mad at her. I was like, I told my boyfriend at one point, I was like, I swear to God, if Sophie wins this whole game, I, mm, cause I was, she seemed in such smooth control, you know? Yeah. I hate players like that. I felt like Jeremy was like that in Cambodia when he won his season. He just kind of like had the game in his pocket most of the time. That's a player that annoys me. And so when she was blindsided with the idol in her pocket, I was mad that it was a woman, but I was happy that it was Sophie. And then like two episodes later, when I saw the men really coming out to dominance, I regretted that I was happy about that. I, I really missed her in the game. She was very, right. very great this season. And her season. She beat Coach. I love that. Right. I couldn't even remember who she was in the final two with. I could only remember that Coach lost his season. I couldn't remember. Coach and Albert. You know? Oh. Yeah, I mean, I, w- I never liked her original season, mostly because, for me, it was just one of those harder watches to because it was so religious-based. Um, and it was just not something that I don't know. I would have been Sophie in that situation where I would have had to follow along, but, like, I would not have felt comfortable um, praying every freaking day with that group of people. Yeah, no, I, I wouldn't have done well that season. <laughs> and she also was young when she won that season. Mm-hmm. So watching her maturity from that season to then to now, she's she's grown a lot. Yes. Um, and I, I would like to see what a third time would be for her. Yeah, I'd love to have her come back because that's what she said. She didn't know what it felt like to to feel a day when you go home. Yeah. She didn't know. She didn't have. She didn't know when to play an idol. She had no clue. Right. Um, she didn't know when to feel uneasy and want to like exactly get yeah. that last moment of saving yourself. All right, who else do we enjoy this season? I'm I'm standing Michelle still. I loved her weirdness. She really redeemed herself because yeah, people were mad that she won her season because everyone loves Aubrey, but right. uh, I don't know. She never brought up the fact that she was able to take away a jury member and take away a jury vote that she, she knew was going to somebody else. Like that was a smart move. And I think that now people realize she was a good player. Fine. She's one of the greats. Yeah, she was, she played very, very well. Yeah. Who you got? Who you got? Who you got? Well, I think for me, my favorite player again and you know what? They were they all said a preseason, get rid of her. They should have gotten rid of Sarah early. She yeah. played a phenomenal game as well. She sure did. Um, we I talked think... about this actually, Michael, that like prior to the season, she's never like I was never a huge fan of her. Yeah. But this season, the way she played and the heart that she put into it, I was like, I'm fully behind her now. Yeah. I wasn't her other two times playing, but I was for this one. I th- I feel like if she if she made it to the final three, I think she would be a top ten player. Unfortunately, she didn't. So it was sad. because of the fucking fire, whatever. Yep. But the fact that she so eloquently talked about the gender bias of Survivor to get Jeff to admit that he may fucked up a little bit, I think was incredibly important to the show. And I think she would have won because of that. Oh, I mean, fully. That, uh, oh, she would have fully landslide won the final tribal if she'd yeah. been there. A Trumper from the Midwest police officer would have won on a feminist stance. So like, right? I, I, you can't deny it. She was right. Yeah. Right. And she, she just played so well. And it's crazy. Like again, preseason, all these people like Sarah's first off. She got to go first. She got to go first. Maybe it's one of those things where you don't think she's a personable person, but you talk to her once and you fall in love. Yeah. I mean, I really trusted her. And the thing was, 
I don't know how she went back to Tony so many times after he he literally fucked up her game multiple times. So many times. And the reality why is he would have won because he kept sabotaging her game or it would have been better than his. Yeah, I mean the reality is at the heart he is a police officer. She, she's a police officer, but he's also a construction worker, so they have, he they was have... a police officer. Yeah. Um Well, my thing was like when she had her confessional where she talked about um, all of the the moves that she was making where it seemed like other people were getting credited for them. I was like, this is exactly what we've all been thinking the whole time is that we know you've been involved in those moves, but the jury doesn't know that. Right. So we have to, you have to figure out when you get there, how you can persuade them to know that those were your moves as well. And wasn't that the problem that happened in Heroes versus Villains with Russell and Parvati? I, in my opinion, I think too many people thought, well, you did it together, you did it together. We're obviously going to give it to Sandra, who did it alone. Mm. If you have Sarah and Tony sitting there in the final two, and they were such a together, 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 sure, Tony blindsided his own teammate a couple of times, but you look at that third person a little more critically. If it was Denise, she could have easily taken it from the two of them. And Michelle would have definitely gotten some votes. Yeah. Y'all know when Ben gave Sarah permission to vote for him, Sarah could have turned it around and convinced him to vote for Tony. That would have been a really smart move, I think. Yes, but it would have. Then yeah, she could have taken credit for everything. Yeah, Ben was a bigger goat, too. Yeah. Oh, fully. So she could have taken him along to, in order to look better in comparison. Yes. But yeah, he I was really the goat at this season. Because was not so great. I'm I'm very proud of how she played the season, um, and I still stand by picking her to win three seasons that she played. Yeah, well, um, Sarah should have won because she stole that first game changer season from Siri. So little Siri uh. should have been back for a winner season, in my opinion, because she's been such a great totem of this game every single time she played. You know, just got closer and closer and farther and closer and farther. You know, like maybe another game changer season, she can come back and be voted out first or maybe. second. Who was your favorite of the season, Annalie? Um, I feel like it was really fun to watch Denise because if you'd imagine that she'd made that big move, which I don't know if she would have even made on a regular season, like because the fact that it was a winter season, it, the fact that it was Sandra, she knew that it would play a certain way. Mm-hmm. Um, so it would have been fun to see that, like a big flashy thing. And then it seemed like at the end she was trying to go under the radar. So to do both in one season would have been really fun to watch. Yes. And also as a female winner to play into people's expectations for you um, would have been a cool thing to see as well as, a, as an end game. Um, because she's like, oh, I'm motherly. I'm peaceful and I'm not going to cut your throat in order to win. But seeing her do both, I think would have been. Yeah. Awesome. That's one of the things I loved most about a different winner who I was kind of expecting to be on this season. When Tina Wesson came back for Blood Versus Water, she was out to prove that she was not just the mom, the, yeah. the wonderful, kind woman from the South. She was there to prove that she wanted to play and was out for blood. Like she like tried to vote out her daughter at one point and all this other stuff. So it was like, this is 
well, she, crazy hysterical. I love it. When when she didn't want to beat her own daughter in that win the Redemption Island challenge, like she's like looking over at her daughter and her she's like, "Mom, just do it. Like you you got it. You're beating you're beating me." And so Tina's like crying, and and she also still tried to play like I'm the honest woman who can play this game both ways. She, she right. tell like I never voted out an alliance member of mine. I was always very honest, but I'm I'm not I'm not willing to change my alliance. Right. But when she was, she was like, I, when I'm on someone's side, I'm on their side. But if you want to convince me to not be on their side, I am willing to listen to a conversation. And that's not something I thought I would see from Tina. Yeah. She I fully... really wished that she was back for this season. Yeah. I know. I wanted her back. I wanted, I wanted there to be a bit more of a split of old school and new school people. Yes. Um, because there were statistically less old schoolers. So they were already at a disadvantage. And um, it's crazy that they actually were able to get even men and women because that is not proportionate, you know? Like now we have four females left that can come back and play that didn't play this season, you know? Or I don't know. Right. We have Natalie White, Vesepia, and Tina for sure. And then some some other bitches. Um, and, but maybe we don't. Maybe that's it. I don't know. Don't uh, about Anna. Oh, thank you. Yes, Jenna Maraska. Which also, what is she doing? She should come back. Right. Who knows? Um, um, I, I want to play a little game quickly. Where um, we're going to go in order from six to first, and I'm going to say their name, and you're going to tell me where they're originally from. Okay. So in sixth place, I'm out. <laughs> it was Denise. And oh, where wow. she's originally from? Minnesota. No, she's from Iowa. Iowa. Um. Fifth place was Ben. Oh, and he is from like Nebraska, Tennessee, Iowa. Oh, um, in fourth oh place God. was Sarah. And do we know where she's from? Iowa. She's Iowa. From okay. Iowa. I'm dead. She yes, she was. Third place was Michelle, and she is from New Jersey. New Jersey. New Jersey. Second place was Natalie from okay. New Jersey. New Jersey. First place Tony was from New Jersey. New Jersey. New Jersey. Is this a coincidence? Shut Alliance? Up. I don't know. Iowa versus New Jersey, New Jersey wins. I don't. I, I have mean, no idea. Natalie That's the next season. wasn't having right. wine with Tony. You know what I mean? Like they're not going over to Tony's house for no. Me. Tony apparently right. lives in the town over from me, or at yeah. least he's bought a property in the, in, in Allendale, New Jersey. Let me go find it. I feel like he's less than oh. the others. Um, but I I think New Jersey is the most winning state of all Survivor. Wow. <laughs> so, which means I need to play because the chances of me winning are much higher. Higher because you're from New Jersey, apparently. It's true. And you're Truly. a white male, so you got that going for you. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, it was just it's really it was just really interesting to see that statistic to see like did that play any effect or was it just coincidence? Coincidence. Because I think Natalie and <laughs> That's Michelle fully coincidence. both live in Hoboken now. Cool. I think that the um, the Iowa Iowa thing might not have been a coincidence because those three people are more sensible Midwest people mm -hmm. who can probably trust each other a little more than the rest yeah. of these snakes in the grass out there who've played this game and cut throats before. So That's I can true. buy those three from Iowa being a little chummier, maybe seeing each other a little more regularly when, I don't know, they go to the capital of Iowa. What is that, Des Moines? <laughs> Which is where um, Sarah and Denise are from. Yeah, maybe they see each other at the Walmart every once in a while. Possible. 
I mean, I've never been to Des Moines. I don't know what Des Moines looks like. I've been to Des Moines. It's nice. Yeah. Flat. Well, <laughs> flat. <laughs> we kind of touched on it, but who do we want to see return from this season? And who do we think would actually return? You all. I would love to see you all get a better yeah. I don't chance think to play it now that he's played both. I don't either. I, would, I would love He for may do it for charity. Back. I could see him doing it for charity. Uh, I'd love to see Sophie, like you said, uh, or or Kim, who now we've seen her play a good and a bad game. I, don't, I think Kim is, you know, uh, Kim, her, I think bruised, she, her yeah. ego's perused. I think she's like, thanks yeah. for the try. Also, I want to see the I do want to see the kids. I want to see all the kids in about 10, 15 years. I want to see that season. Rob's kids, you mean? The legacy like, season, yeah. Oh legacy God. kids. Survivor legacy kids. Oh, it's fully going to happen. I'm sure there's enough of the survivors that have kids that are in like the early elementary school age right now that could come do. Plus, I miss that show, Endurance, that was like Children's Survivor. So good. Did you ever watch it? No. Before oh, Endurance. Oh, wait, wait, wait. But do you remember Moolah Beach? Of course I do. Yeah, Moolah Beach, and then it turned into Endurance. It was the oh, yeah. best. You like you paired up a guy and a or a guy and a girl. Mm-hmm. They did challenges, voted each other out, sent each other to elimination oh, yeah, and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, it was the yeah. best. And then um, John A, who was on that, was on Real World Cancun. Oh, mm-hmm. totes forgot that that's where she was originally from. Yep, and then she was a fucking hot mess drunk on the challenge. She was so bad. Um, but no, Endurance was such a good. I wanted to be on that show so badly as a kid. I'm sad about how Danny's game panned out. She played such a fumble butt game this time around. She just got scared. If she didn't get yeah. scared, it would have been fine. I wish that she could come back into it with a different mindset. You know, like, I'd like to see her try again with less paranoia. Yeah. Because she just, she had no chance to shine. And, and she she won her season, so there's a reason to be there. Yeah, if she could have turned that second episode around when she from how in the first episode when she said Rob and then he was like oh you said me and she's like well I'll go wherever you want me to go if she would have been able to keep flipping and being able to like spin it away from her again she could have potentially made a merge yes and she's proven in seasons past that she's a challenge beast when she gets Mm -hmm. to do it by herself yes so I think that's another reason why they were like, we need to get her gone. Because individual game-wise, she is a strong person. Yeah. A lot of them thought that at the beginning because you saw who they got out. Natalie was a great choice for that reason. Yeah. I was so sad, though. I didn't want Natalie to come back. <laughs> I think she I did. needs a break. I had her... I had... I had Natalie in my final three from I, prior season. I had her, Parf, Parf and Sandra, because I wanted the two of them to realign and pull in Natalie because they needed a muscle, a social game, and a mental game. And that would have been the three of them. And then I see, I would have been fine with that. And then they throw in Amber in front of them as a shield the whole time because she would have been voted out before the rest of them. Oh my God, yeah. If they could have just made it. Yeah, I'm, I'm disappointed in several people's games. Amber being one of them, I really thought that she could have, uh, if she could have just survived a little while without that target, if Rob could have been voted out, people would have forgot about her being anything important. Yeah, anything. she needed him not to play. She played so that he would feel better that she was out there. 
uh-huh. and he didn't play so that she would do well. She literally said she was there for him. Yep. Because he said, I won't do it unless you'll do it. And she said, I'll do it for you, baby. It's fine. The, ask them to pay us a lot of money, baby, and I'll go. <laughs> right. They did. Make them change the fee and I'll go. Who was who was not a winner at war do we want to see return? Which non-playing winner? Non-playing Fabio. winner. Fabio? I would be I would a little have confused what's, what game Sandra would have to play if she came back. Yeah. Well, no, no, whoever wasn't on the season that was, that was a winner. Oh, okay. I would have loved, again, like I said, the old school players, I would have liked for them to have brought in more of them. I would have liked the sepia yes. to come back. I would have liked to see what she's up to. I really, really think that she deserved to be there. And they didn't even call her. Well, I, I think it's funny that like this game has always come under scrutiny for their, their lack of diversity. And they didn't even try to reach out to some of their minority winners and i'm like that's ridiculous i really 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 want to see todd play yes oh my god that's another person i would have had on my list i i was lucky i was lucky enough to do um the fundraiser for eliza orleans that she did a couple weeks ago um and part of that is you got to do a zoom call so i was in a zoom group with monica padilla kat ederson pg law and Todd Herzog. Um, So he got, he was talking a little bit about his experience, why he didn't think he got on. And he had a quote that um, was very, very funny to me, which was Adam is what you get when you order Todd on wish. (laughs) And that's why he was not asked is because he was already on the show. You had Adam. And yeah, so it was really him saying that was it got us all cackling. But I need to see Todd Herzog again. Yeah, who uh, is his, his name? Is Brian right? Who won Thailand? Yeah, yeah. Maybe no, he's never coming back. Jeff what? hates there him. Was... Jeff hates him. Oh, well, really? he's the one that isn't he the one that like abused porn. his family yeah. and did porn? Yeah. yeah. Oh, really? Sorry, I did not know that. <laughs> Um, well then, let's go to Vanuatu's winner, the all the the male who won that all female dominated season, Chris Doherty. Yeah. Oh right. Yeah. That the female truck driving fell apart. I could not. That was so difficult to watch that season. Watching that female alliance just start to dominate, take all these people out, and then crumble. I was like, "Are you kidding me? What is wrong with you? What is happening?" Scout. Yeah. It was all scout. Yeah, there th- there are so many old school winners that should have been a part of this, but I want to see Natalie Alas. come back. I do too, because I feel like I think she's, she's too one. afraid to. I think she is think too, she... but she's a sweetheart who killed a rat with a stick, and we watched it on television. She apologized to it as she ate it. Like, put her back. <laughs> well, she's also one like Michelle that yes. gets a lot of flack that she didn't deserve her win, and I'm like, I'm sorry. But you, I think there's a lot to be said for winning your season by playing a loyal game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she stuck with Russell while everyone else was saying, he is a rat, he's going to slit your throat, whatever. And she stayed she with said, him. Not mine. <laughs> right. She's like, not going to do me, but that's fine. Yeah. You have fun. That's why I keep <laughs> around so that he can slit your throat and I don't have to. 
Right. I want to play a little game right now. Let's decide that the next season of Survivor is Battle of the Seasons. Okay. You get to take five players from one season and make them a tribe. We each get to pick a season and pick five players. Ooh. Who are they going to be? Ooh, okay. I'm going to do an old school season. Give us, this is an assignment beforehand. <laughs> right. I was like, I, I mean, I didn't know who was going to be a part of it. So. Okay. I'm going to pick Survivor China. Of course you are. Of course I am. Okay. And I already know who's on your tribe. I'm going to take <laughs> Todd. I'm going to take Todd, James, yes. Courtney, Amanda. Amanda. Yes. <laughs> and PG? Of course, PG. Aww. I love PG. That's actually a really great tribe. Right? It's a great I tribe. I'd vote Amanda off first. Because <laughs> she always has such freaking staying power. Even yeah, but no, you keep her because you, you could beat her in the final um, tribal because she can't talk. That's true. I deserve this because I'm here. <laughs> For a passion I girl, she's pretty it. terrible. Right. You know, what I think it is is that she, when you're a pageant girl, nobody talks about how you stabbed them in the back. And so for Amanda, it was the pressure of knowing everyone hated her up there. She couldn't do it. Whereas Parvati's like, you hate me? I don't care. I think there's a difference there. She couldn't right. take things it. Not my difference. tribe. Team China. <laughs> okay. Not my tribe. All right. Um, all right. If you're doing China, hold on. I'm going to figure out which season I actually want to do. Isn't this fun? This is actually a fun challenge. I just got to figure out which one I want to do. I know. I mean, I feel like I could just pick five from every season that I loved. I know. Millennials Gen uh, really good. Gen X, sorry. Um, I'm, hmm. Okay, I'm going to go Survivor All-Stars. <laughs> okay, oh, fine. that's a cheat. That's, that's a cheat. A full okay. cheat. Um, <laughs> Amber, Rupert, Kathy. Yes, Kathy. Um, Jenna from season one, not Maraska. Okay. Oh, and then fifth. Maybe Jerry? <laughs> <laughs> it's just Rupert and the girls. <laughs> Okay, okay. Rupert and the girls. Okay. I mean, you could always ask Rob Cesarino, but he's never coming back. I don't know about that. Um, also, what I really want is a Survivor Rivals season so that they can cast Reed and Missy from San Juan del Sur again. Mm. Also, I could pick five from San Juan del Sur for sure that I'd want to see back. Yeah, me too. I love that season. Jacqueline being one of them. I think that if she could play a game alone she no, but we need john john's so cute he yeah but he fights with her for no reason on the beach because <laughs> he's a child <laughs> she just he just got back and she was trying to talk strategy to him and he didn't want to hear it okay Lovers. yeah I pick like uh reed and missy and um jacqueline and keith 
Hmm. I'm gonna cheat like you did, and I'm gonna do Game Changers. Yeah. <laughs> Good cheat, because Sierra's in that one. Uh, also, that right. first boot trip, if you ever see the photos that they've been posting, that was Sandra, Tony, uh, Suri, Malcolm, and oh, I think Werner. Uh, yeah, that was probably. A fun group minus poor Werner. No, oh, fuck him. All right, who, who's your game changers? All right, so my game changers are Aubrey, Sari, and Andrea, for sure. Michaela. Yes. And Sierra. Yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. I take an all-female. I take an all-female tribe. Fuck yeah. All right. Anneli Fisher, who's your five and what season? Did we already do 39? No. 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 Go okay, for I it. Okay, I feel like there's a lot to be said for just redoing some of that. Sure. Mm-hmm. So why not like some of the strongest favorites like um, Janet um, and Kelly just because and um, Nora because she was so much fun to watch and like oh. really problematic. <laughs> Um, <laughs> God, she's a shit show, but she's so fun to watch. Oh, I, yeah, I couldn't stop um, just trying to figure her out. I um, wish like, I could just rewatch only Nora's clips from her season, so I don't. I'm sure there's a YouTube video because she's, she's <laughs> such chaotic vibes that like she was too toxic to even vote for. Like they couldn't write down her name. She's like a real right? housewife of the Survivor Islands. Like, okay, so why I'm telling you why, and uh, to me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you need one more or two more? I'm doing Missy and Elaine as my others. Okay, okay. so the ladies. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So why not just do a redemption do all season of 20 all-female? Yeah. I actually there you want, go. I want a returning season of 20 all-female so that we don't somehow get a male winner. You know what? There would probably be a way because Rob would win. <laughs> it's like edge of it would be Rob Island. The males are yes, all under- stranded on the edge, and they influence I the female's game, but they don't play. Oh, oh. oh. <laughs> wow! Oh, God. We're all like, I'm into that. Survivor team, do you guys need some new writers? <laughs> right. <laughs> Any other themes you'd like to see Survivor tackle? Well, okay, oh, this, this is Survivor themed. I've always wanted Rue Paul's Drag Race to do a Rue Dimension Island and bring mm. back the first boot of every season. Yes. Because I've wanted like them to do Angela and um, pork chop and some epic people. Banji, uh, yeah, Banji was a first off. You get some really hard hitters, and then you also get some some people you didn't really see anything from. Okay, okay. I have also I've come up with some. I've had some drag race ones that I've like wanted to have happen, like uh, RuPaul's Drag Race. Uh, leader of the house, and it'll be all of the different drag families that have been represented on the show. But their mother. So there's, mother. yes. And I'm like, oh, that would be so good. I love it. But Evan Ports there's a lot of things. And the drag queens. Um, okay, theme of Survivor. Okay, so, so we're ebbing and flowing, right? We're all fans of the show. We've seen that they have highs and lows, and sometimes the lows last for like four to five seasons at a time. Um, mm-hmm. 
and in the end, I I will go back and rewatch and appreciate all seasons for what they are. But I'm like, oh, I'm glad that I wasn't watching because I was really busy in my life at that time because it would have been horrible right. to see the week. Um, like I'm I don't want another three tiered healers, hustlers, heroes, villains, middle grounders, no heat, no life, collar, <laughs> free for all, yellow, red, blue. <laughs> I don't want that again. I think the hanky coat. Out. You know, Brains, Brawn, Beauty was fine. Then they were like, again, 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 again. Right. No twinks, bears, bears, otters. (laughs) No twinks, bears, otters. I did an online version that was um, guys versus girls versus gays. Ooh. And the gays fully won. Yes. All three of the final three were from the gay original tribe. (laughs) I would love to see that, but I I was one of them. (laughs) I would hate like dividing the tribes based on orientation. Could you imagine right. islands where you get a lesbian tribe, a gay tribe, uh, a straight male tribe, and a straight female tribe? No pass, <laughs> hard pass. So horrible. And then they like, you know, after a few seasons, it would be great if they just divide the island. players up that much. Why don't they divide the players up that way, but the tribes are still blended? Like if, if Cook Island right. had been two tribes of, the, of that cast. Yeah. You know? Well, they, they tried Rather it with than- Fiji. The following season. Oh, yeah. <laughs> because if you look at that cast, it was broken down the same exact way. Is that Earl wins that season? Yep. And all African-American uh, final three. Who was the um, who was the woman, the Asian woman who was so annoying that season? Edna? No, Edna Something. was um, uh, South Pacific. Oh. Um, Sylvia. Sylvia. She only lasted a couple episodes. Oh, okay. She was the builder. Yeah, the builder. Um, I would I would like to see them return to when the theme was the location. I was going to yeah. mention that actually. That was the yeah. Like that. Like hey. I go back to Survivor China. That China was the seventeenth cast member. Yeah, and also it was such a great um, concept, but I think they went at the wrong time of the year because didn't it just rain on them all? The it did time? rain a lot. Yeah, and, that, and maybe that's why they didn't return. But also, like, I it was bet. the most expensive uh, season ever. Yeah. Uh, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Why oh, yeah. to keep people dry, or because no, of- no, because just the production value it was so expensive to produce in China. Hmm. Okay. Well, I'm gonna rewatch that season soon. It's a great season. I've never made it to the end. I've never watched that jury. Oh, Todd gives one of the greatest um, spinal tribals ever. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Well. If in case you haven't seen the news, CBS released their uh, fall schedule and Survivor is on it. Um, so they are hopeful for a fall season. They're going to send them out and edit quick. And speaking of sending them out, if you watch the finale of this past season, um, Jeff said a little something. And if you look at the um, application, the age has dropped to 16. What do you think that means? Why? <laughs> that it's, feels fully inappropriate do you remember oh, it's 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 totally like that's um, against all child labor laws right <laughs> also I, we just had a me too situation on the show and now you want to add it like a pedophile aspect to it right I, this makes me think we already, we already did that one too thing and they have like an older relative and a younger relative so that they can like sign off and be on set every day that because right? the child labor laws do not apply Yes, they yeah, will so family like that. They want to, they do, they want to. My, uh, my two theories is they're starting now to try to see who these 
would be 18 year olds in two years are going to be that's true so they can do a um uh like survivors millennials versus gen z maybe um and the other thing that was floated around in the um our hap community is maybe there's maybe they're going to be filming in america and they're going to do some like wild west theme or something where there are lesser rules that you can do because if how are you going to fly an entire film crew to fiji right now you got to adapt and maybe this is the ad the adapt i don't know i mean the amazing race did um a season of families and we all know how that turned out how did it turn out? I don't know. I didn't watch shit. It was shit. I didn't watch it either. It was one of the worst seasons of the Amazing Race ever because there were some they have like more kids. than two people. It was like four. It was people. four people. There was like yeah, yeah, it was four. Four people. I remember my brother, his wife, and her sister and I applied as a team. Yeah, but we never got interviewed. There were like four siblings who were like adult siblings in the finals, and then there was this um, mother who was a widow with her three kids, and the three kids were the most obnoxious brats ever. And she was in the final with horrible. They were in the final. Yeah, it was it was a mess of a season. But you know what? It was historic, so maybe it'll be something Survivor does. Who knows? Or maybe they're trying to say sixteen, so we can have these legends with their kids. I don't know. Yeah, maybe, maybe, because like, I mean, Vesepia's kid is old enough. He's in, uh, maybe he's graduated high school already at this point, or he's in high school. Mm-hmm. Like, you could have some of these older, uh, old school legends come back with adult children. That would be pretty yeah. cool to see. Well, didn't I, I want to say I saw? Yeah, I want to say I saw an interview that Tina did where she was asked about this season. But yes. then she was also asked about other seasons coming up. Yeah, she said and they so, had three different themes they were floating around when they asked her. So like, you know, Game Changers or whatever that they thought. And, and if they can get all winners, that was one of the themes. Yeah. And they were able to do that. Because even Andrea said that she was asked about oh, coming cool. back. I love Andrea so much. I think she's one of the best players ever. And she's just really underrated. Yeah. yeah. When she, she always has to play with her back against the wall yes. the entire game, every time she's played. So for her to get as far as she gets every time is always such a testament to how strong of a player she really is. Could you see them doing like Survivor Alaska here in the summer? And then they're like, it's like a frontier up there. Sure. It's, not, mm. it's not winter. It's, it's kind of Wild West themed. You know, it's Yukon. a rainforest. <laughs> Survivor yeah, Yukon Trail. Yes, Survivor so Oregon Trump Trail. Trail. Also, yeah, go to Canada. <laughs> I feel like right? we have a very cheaper to film there anyway. Yeah, really deadly thing would happen. And listen, as as long as I can get some Survivor, I don't care how it gets done. Just get done <laughs> Even if it's in like a Rite Aid parking lot in Arizona. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> on a boat. Actually. Even if it's in Prospect Park, I'll take it. It's <laughs> actual pirate themed, and when they get voted off, they have to walk the plank. <laughs> Fall into the water and like a life raft comes and picks them up and takes them to Ponderosa. I'll take it. Well, is there anything else we want to end this podcast with? Any other thoughts on Survivor 40 before we say goodbye? We love you, Michelle. <laughs> I don't know. I'm I'm there's so much there was so much to unpack and such a great season. You know, I'm still what, what rating would you give it? What what grade? A plus. Okay. Yeah, it's definitely it's definitely a strong like up there season. I don't know if I would put it as my absolute all time favorite, but 
it is, it was a very strong season because of all these people who yes. knew exactly what they were doing and yeah. the kind of game to play. I'm, so it I'm made it a lot more interesting to watch. A week out from it, I'm still like analyzing, well, what if this had happened? What if that had happened? And uh, it right. hurt my heart a little bit. And you know, that's a good thing. But also like, I probably could not ever actually play this game myself because of the mental strain that it takes on you. Like if I imagine Michelle, is she thinking right now, what if I did this? What if I did that? And I would have a million dollars. Like that's gotta be so hard, but it was a great season. I'm still satisfied with the gameplay of the winner. It's exactly what I want from the show. I want more, uh, but yeah, I'm like, I'm a postpartum. That's what I'm calling it. I think as much, as much fun as it was to watch all these players who know exactly what they're doing, it, what was crazy is how much the game has changed over the years and the fact that they all thought they knew what they were doing when in yeah. fact all these twists and turns that no one even knew how it would affect the game were so influential, it was almost too much. So I understand yeah. what a purist has to say about the season and says like, let's get back to some more classic rules. Mm-hmm. But it was fun and I, I enjoy seeing these people who know what they're doing get blindsided by the game. Yes. Yeah, it was kind of funny to see some of the more recent winners who people kind of counted out and didn't think were strong players on their season. They just kind of won by default because the other people that were against were worse. Um, knew what they were doing and were able to manipulate stuff. Like yeah. other people wouldn't have been able to use those advantages that Michelle had. Other people would not have been able to play like Sarah that steal a vote she is the only person who successfully knows how to do that yes and and it was cool to get to see them do the things that are put into the game to try to make it more interesting and do it well yes like i didn't think there was any epic mistakes this season you know maybe sandra made a mistake for her game but it was it was a game move i don't classify as a mistake Right. Move. It could have been a great move. I mean, there were a few blunders, but they weren't like epic fails, like getting voted out with two idols in your pocket or do it like giving away your idol at tribal council and then getting voted out. Like, and getting voted off. Yeah. I don't think any of them are going to go into like a list of the worst survivor plays ever. No. But I I think I, I would probably give this like a B plus, A minus. I'm excited to rewatch this season in a couple years. Years. I have see to see how it holds I, up. Yeah. I, I enjoyed it. I wonder I if really it will give happy. me as much anxiety watching it a second time. I rewatched a lot um, <laughs> leading up to the season because you have that fever, right? Uh, and I, I watched, rewatched Cambodia and Game Changers. And I think I liked both of those seasons more on the rewatch. I was more satisfied with how the outcome was and i'm like oh yes you played good moves to get that win not as mad about it anymore with game changers i wanted sarah to win because she was sitting next to two men i always want the woman to win unless she's going up against me so uh it was it was more watching jeremy's season of cambodia and being like i don't know somewhere at like top seven or eight i was like just give him the million dollars right now he like second idol and was crying about val uh telling him that she was pregnant with a boy or something like that. And I was yeah. like, oh, this man's... I'm a, there's so many moments <laughs> for some of the winners that I'm just like, I don't want them to win. And, to, and then they have that redeeming moment and you're yes. like, 
okay, fine. I'm glad they kept this in the edit so that we could see that they are a human, they have a humanizing quality and that they are somebody you can get behind. Because a lot of times they, like a lot of the male winners have this huge ego where they think they're automatically guaranteed the win or that they are entitled to it. And right, they're like, I provided, I made fish. And you're like, you didn't make fish, you caught them, but good job. Um, <laughs> and it's it's cool to get to see them have that moment of realizing that they're not a pawn in a game, that they are actually a real person. Yes. So I'm glad that he gets that moment and that like he got it again in this season when he broke down with his family. And Tony got that when he saw his family. Like, yes. I was so excited when they brought all of the families to Edge of Extinction. Me too. Because I was like, ugh, these people have been out there for so long. And if they, and they especially like out. whoever had just gotten voted out, I can't remember who it was. Oh, was it Sophie? No, she no, was still was on right the, there. she was still in. Kim was still on the island too. It was like right before. Tyson? No, Tyson was had won back and hadn't been voted out yet because we yeah. were talking about how it was whoever was right there on the cusp. But yeah, it was somebody with a family. But yeah, but <laughs> like that moment where Natalie is like, "Oh my God, it's all of our families!" I bawled. Like I was just so excited and happy that they got to experience because most of the times they don't get to experience the family visit if they've been voted out, and it's like come on, you're, they're still having to be sequestered and stayed away from everyone. You can't talk to them on the phone. You can't do this. Like, just let them, if you've already flown them out, let them see them. Yeah, exactly. I'm glad they did that for us too. And for them. Sounds so, like we really love this season. Mostly us. <laughs> we do, we do. It was a good season. It was, it was for us, I think. It, it was. was. It was for the fans. And I think that's what they need to do for a little bit of time right now is to give us seasons for the fans. So maybe hold off on these silly-ass twists that really affect the game. Well, too. it was also a great season for new people to the show because yeah. the fans were so hyped and so excited about it that they were literally telling all these people that they were like, wait, Survivor's been on for 40 seasons? How yeah, am I right. going to catch up? Watch this season. This is the season of people to watch. Yeah, and because then you this is what will watch you. all of those people's seasons if you fall in love, you know? Yeah. So, well, yeah, I think it was good for the franchise. So I hope that we can keep this ball rolling. 40 more seasons. 40 more seasons. Hell yeah. I don't think we'll have to wait for another, like, I feel like they would do another big thing like this at 50. They would do another, like, I don't think we would wait as long. Right. No. Next time to have some no, kind I, of epic. I, I, I think if we, like if we yeah. didn't have a pandemic going on, I'm fully convinced that 42 would have been like a second chance to or something. And it would have been a fan vote. So at this time, we would have been voting on people. It might, you know, and that, I feel like that's a big possibility within these next few seasons. I feel like we will have another second chances within, um, within this time. Because that, I was rooting hard for a lot of people on that season. It was hard to figure out if I wanted Wentworth or Wigglesworth or Kimmy to be the girl who's going to go to the end. Um, And, and I wanted, I want to have that feeling again. Yep. But I remember after Game Changers, I was like, this was amazing. How, how are we ever going to return to normal play again, like with just people we've never met before? But like, I don't know, Millennials versus Gen X is a good observation. Those people were really good players. David versus Goliath, you didn't have to do much to have a good season. 
I don't really remember a lot of those players, but I remember that it was a fun ride. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully we will be able to talk Survivor soon. Maybe we'll do some like special podcasts over the summer to talk about some Survivor things. But where can we just find give us you a all? heads up? Yeah, right. Before. <laughs> where, where can we find you all on social media? Oh, obviously at Heidi the Ho. It's my Venmo as well, in case you're feeling generous. Oh my God! If we're if we're asking for generosity, my Venmo is at Twinkie Boots NYC. But then my Instagram is just Twinkie Boots. Um, you can find my Instagram at Annalee Fisher. A-N-A-L-E-E, Fisher. L-E-E. There you go. Hopefully we'll chat again soon and more Survivor. Oh my God, I just understood your name. (laughs) It takes people a minute. It takes them a minute. (laughs) And how long have I known you? I just got it. Yeah, isn't it great? That's okay. All right. Well, it was a pleasure and I'll talk to you all soon. Bye. Bye. A huge thanks to my panel for chatting. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, or Stitcher, and leave us a review while you're there. Make sure you engage with me on social media and tell me what your favorite episode has been. If you have any questions or comments, drop me a line at theaterthenow.com via our question link. Until next time, I'm Michael Block, and that was Block Talk. Block Talk.